Hello and welcome back to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas, and this week we are going to talk about what happens when you're like, my husband's not changing. What do I do? What do we do when he's not changing? So we are going to talk about the fact that uh, we can't change others, but we can influence them. Let's jump right in. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the Grace Field Wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Grace Field Wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. All right, so we know now, right? We can't change others. How many times have I said this on this show? So many times. We can't change others, but what we can do is we can influence others. Now, I know what you might be thinking. You might be saying, yeah, I know. I've been trying to influence my husband this whole time, but he's not changing. Usually when I hear that, I often find that there might be one of these things that we're going to talk about today that is missing in that equation. And that's why I decided to put together this little episode for you. Okay, so really quick, we're going to talk about three ways. What are three ways that we can influence not just our husbands, but y'all, we can influence the world. We can influence other people around us. What are three ways? So the first way we can do that is with our actions. Now, what do you mean? What do you mean influence people with your actions? Well, first, I'd like to say we, I'd like to model the behavior that I want. I try to model that for other people. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I have learned myself about the proper way to handle a situation based on how someone else is handling the situation. For instance, my, one of my besties, like my, my girl, my, my, this this woman has been my best friend for uh, many years. I have a lot of really good friends back dating back to like when I was eight. But this one is the one friend that I made as an adult. And she's the person who actually taught me how to be a good friend and why. That's because when we first started being friends, she would text me and, and I wouldn't text her back. Like I just, I was not, it, you know... This was 10, 15 years ago. So I wasn't into the the phone. Like I just, I wasn't on my phone. I wasn't into text messages. I didn't like, I just wasn't good at it. And I wouldn't get back to her. And she would be like, um, you, what's up? 
What's up with you? You didn't get back to me. Is everything okay? Why didn't you get back to me? And she would pursue me, if you will, as a friend. And I, she really modeled for me what it meant to be that kind of friend that you have like, now forget it. We just have like an ongoing conversation, like at all times, like every day. Like, so, I mean, we probably, you know, speak over text. She lives in, a, in another state, but we probably hear from each other, you know, I don't know, 15 times a week, just back and forth, like whether it's, you know, something funny that happened with the kids or something frustrating or some new update in life. I never feel like we've gotten out of touch. And she actually would never let me feel that way because she'd be like, what the hell? I haven't, I haven't heard from you. What's going on? But the whole, all that to say is she had to model for me what that looked like. So I've learned over the years that if I want a certain response or behavior from somebody else, I model that behavior for them with my own actions. The next thing is, and going back to our actions, I try to make other people, and obviously my husband, feel like I care about them. I try to make other people feel like they are meaningful to me because let's face it, you don't care about everybody who you say, oh, how's things going? And if they actually gave you the answer, you'd be like, oh, why couldn't they just say fine? I don't really care about hearing the answer. But when you do, when you actually listen to other people, you listen for the answer or you encourage them to give you a deeper answer and they start to feel like, oh, wow, this person actually cares about me. All of a sudden, they are so much softer to you and your agenda. And, and, and this is not about manipulation, but this is really just about, you know, understanding like they just like you as a person. And when someone likes you, they want to be around you. They want to help you with the things that you need. They want to do things for you. They want, they feel a genuine connection for you. And isn't that what we're trying to build in marriages anyway? Aren't we, you, I mean, come on. It's, it's funny. I heard this, uh, somebody I think said this, it was like, oh, you know, it's easy to tell somebody I love them, but I like them is an even different, it, it, it hits differently. And I thought about that for a minute and I was like, man, I, that resonated almost because how many people, you know, maybe it's an aunt, uncle, brother, sister, cousin, and you're like, oh yeah, you know, I love auntie so-and-so, or, you know, I love this brother or sister. But like, because, you know, they're your family and you love them and, you know, you wouldn't want to see anything bad happen to them. But to actually like someone, like to actually want to be around them and spend time with them, that's a whole, it's, it's, it's almost like a whole other level, right? That's what we choose for our, our friends, right? We have, you know, our family, they're our family, we can't choose our family, but our friends, those are the people that we choose to be around. And in our marriages, it seems so funny to think about it, but it is very possible and common that in some marriages, the couple doesn't even really like each other. And why? Why might that be? Right. And that, that's just because they haven't really built such a strong connection and they don't know what it's like to to have a really close and intimate connection. But if we start to do things like this, if we if you start to listen to somebody without interruption, causing them to feel seen and heard, you you're building that 
that relationship you're building that connection that all of a sudden they're like wow i really enjoy being around you i feel like you care so when it comes to your husband and your marriages right we're gonna ask him about his day but we're gonna listen without interruption don't speak to him with the intentions just basically to get your word and like I'm just waiting for him to pause so I can tell him about my day we're actually going to listen and ask meaningful questions to get him to respond back a really good book I read recently and I feel like I'm always talking about books that I read on this podcast but let's face it you know just I'm a nerd (laughs) I like to read a lot because I think it really expands my for myself and my own personal growth but a really good book I read recently was you Uh, You're not listening. I have to look up the author. I don't have it handy, but the title of the book is You're Not Listening. And that's what she talks about, how so many times in conversations, we're not actually listening to the other person. We're just waiting for them to stop speaking for a second, just long enough for us to say our piece. So listening to somebody without interruption is a great way to start softening them and winning them over towards you. Another way is to act with integrity. Now, this is all um, un- falls under the number one. Like this is all falling under uh, influencing people with our actions. So the other thing is we're going to model behavior, listen without interruption, and then acting with integrity. Because when we act with integrity, that means when we do what we're going to say we do, then people can feel like they can trust us. If you say you're going to be at a certain place at a certain time and you're not there and you don't go and you're not in that place at that time, well, then we start to teach others that we don't respect our own word. So why should anyone else respect our word? So acting with integrity is going to be really, really important. So that's number one, one way that you can influence other people or in this case, your husband uh, is to influence him or her or them with your actions. Number two, that was number one, right? Number two is going to be with your silence. Ooh, with your silence. What does that even mean? Influence somebody with my silence. How can I influence somebody with my silence? Well, that's simple. We're not going to criticize. Oh, I know. This is so tough. But here is a couple of really good quotes. And this is from... Dale Carnegie from the very classic book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, which by the way, I already had this episode all laid out with my points and everything I was going to talk about. And then I started uh, reading this book and I was like, ah, this book is filled with so much gold. It was written in like the 1930s people. Like it is so old, but it is still so relevant today. So I, I really recommend anybody to pick it up and give it a listen. But one of the things he says is, if you want to gather honey, don't kick over the beehive, right? And he talks about how uh, criticism will cause anyone to become defensive over their actions, right? Because nobody thinks that they're actually doing wrong. He goes to give some examples of like, you know, major criminals that were around who really they even failed to see in their own mind how they were doing anything wrong. People always, they always tend to defend or rationalize their actions. So he goes on to say that it's foolish to scold. 
a couple of other things he says is criticism is futile because it puts the person on the defensive and usually makes them strive to justify themselves. He says criticism is dangerous because it wounds a person's sense of importance and arouses resentment. And studies have shown that humans respond more rapidly and make lasting changes more often when they're rewarded for good behavior rather than punished for bad. And that's just not humans, animals too. Like as a species, the way we are wired, if you study anything in psychology, they also show that as well, that creating change in people really happens when we reward the good versus punishing the bad. And that's where this criticizing comes from. Now here is this a lot, so many um, deeper things that we get into this, you know, and especially in, in our marriages and, and with our husbands and, you know, what, what does God's word say biblically to do? And this is one of the reasons why God's word says to respect your husband, because when we criticize, we're belittling him, putting him down. We're not really making him feel, uh, we're really not like upholding him at all you know we're really just kind of cutting him down and what the cutting down is going to do is make him resentful make him you know hold back make him there's none of that is going to inspire change but if instead we turn around and reward him or surprise him or or really say oh my goodness thank you so much or whatever that might be for the good things that he does versus criticizing the bad we start to he will then because, and this Dale Carnegie goes into this as well, uh, how people so much, all they want is to feel important in one way or another. Our husbands are no different, right? And, and we hear this all the time. And like men want respect, not just men. This is not just like a, oh, here we go. This is like some, you know, biblical thing. I don't really even want to talk about. This is just, it's basic science, <laughs> Anybody, not just men, anybody, children, anybody wants to feel a sense of importance. It is part of our fleshly desire, right? Like everyone wants to feel a sense of importance. So if we criticize and cut down, and this, you know, I'm using our husbands for an example because this is the Grace Field Wife podcast, but like, think about it. If you cut down a child, a friend, a coworker, how is that going to go over in terms of creating the change that you actually want and creating the behavior that you actually want? So number two, the second way that we can influence our husbands or anyone else really is with our silence and me- that meaning let's not criticize them. Let's find another way to talk about it or perhaps even a way where we can reward the good things that they've done but not criticize them. Number three, last way is to influence our other people or husbands is with our affections. We can influence them with our affections. Now, this goes beyond, you know, being trying to be physical with your husband and hoping that something good will come out of it because I'm pretty sure that you married a smart man and he can see right through it and he's going to say, stop trying to manipulate me with that. It's really more about when I say um, influencing people with our affections, it's more about showing them the kindness of Christ. Christ went around and whether you were a sinner or not, like he didn't care. He loved people the same 
And people were drawn to that. They were drawn to his kindness. They were drawn to his love. So when we show other people our kindness, when we show other people the kindness of Christ, that is really, it's something, it gives this the aroma, the sweet aroma of what it means to be a Christ follower, actually. And it makes people, softens them really to, again, to you and your disposition and things that you might want. It is going to be much easier to influence change, to get something that you might want, to really come to an agreement on something when we are treating people with integrity, when we're listening to them without interruption, when we're making them feel important genuinely. And I'm not just talking flattery here, right? When we're pausing before we criticize and when we're showing them the kindness of Christ. So I challenge you, anybody, if you do this in your own life or marriage or with anybody in particular, maybe it's your boss, maybe it's a friend, maybe it's a sibling, whoever. If you do these steps, take them over the next couple of weeks, I challenge you, let me know. Have you seen any change? Or if you, after all this, can say, I've done all this and still there is no change, then I would challenge you to take a look and say, mm, are we sure there's not something missing? If there is, then it's very possible that the person that you're um, trying to influence is maybe a narcissist or something. But really, really seriously, I have never seen um, a case where when we really, truly embody these traits, these personality traits, these when we really work on that for ourselves, I have never seen that return void. Why? Because that is God's will and it's his word and it's how he treats, teaches us to be. And so when we do that, that never returns void. So again, that is my challenge to you. Try some of these steps and then let me know how it went. Either let me know in the Facebook group or on Instagram. And just so you know, I'm sure if you follow me on Instagram, you see I don't post very much, and that's because I spend most of my time hanging out here on the podcast with you, but I am on there because I do check my DMs, and I get quite a few DMs uh, from listeners, whether that be on Instagram or Facebook. I always check that, and I respond to every single one. I also respond to every single email that I get. So if you have a question or there is something out there that you want to know, feel free to reach out because in essence... You can influence your husband by the level of grace that you show him. And grace is unmerited kindness or a courteous goodwill. So my challenge to you is how much grace can you show your husband? Now, this is like I said, I've talked about this many times. We're not talking about doormat stuff here. All these other things that we talked about before in the episode this is not you being a doormat, so don't get that confused. It is simply about understanding the psychology of people and how we can warm their hearts to us. I can't tell you how many DMs I've gotten of women who are really feeling um, hurt and they're really in a tough place because they feel like their husband's hearts are so hardened to them. So if that's you or somebody you know, think about uh, obviously we're going to pray that God softens hearts because God can soften anyone's heart. But along with that prayer, 
how what can we do to walk in obedience to God's word to soften somebody's heart to us and I, you would be surprised about the amount of power that we have with our own actions I love you guys and until next week Hey love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.